Welcome to Crossing Darkness, a podcast about tabletop role-playing games with a focus on the world of darkness. We are broadcasting over Twitch every Sunday at 7 p.m. Central Time and are open to answering questions from chat during the show. I'm your, fro I'm your host, Frozen Fallout. Um, my co-host is Motorori, who helped me create this podcast as well as a 40-person, four-table Gen Con event. How's it going, Mike? Uh, pretty good. Uh, hi, everybody. This is Season 3, uh, Episode Twin Cities by Night. Uh, today we have a special guest, Chris Zach, from the podcast Twin Cities by Night. Uh, Chris, how have these dark nights been treating you? And go ahead and tell us all about the snow. <laughs> can't hear him can you get oh you can't hear yeah, him. I can't. yeah i can't hear him oh interesting uh did you did uh, i mute you by accident wait josh can you hear me i can hear you yep hmm. <laughs> it's weird i can hear you i can hear you but i can't hear him <laughs> uh i must be muted on his stream um... uh have him right click on my uh Try right-clicking on him. See if you're muting him. Um, yeah, let me see. He's Motor Rory, right? Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, he can't hear. Yeah, me. he's not muted. Um, Moto, try disconnecting uh, and reconnecting. Yeah. Well, hey, everyone. <laughs> like, <laughs> so uh, so how, how are these dark uh, nights treating you here? Uh, well, wait, wait, wait here. Uh, All this... right, can you hear me now? No, nope. not hearing me. I don't think he's it's hearing me. Yeah, I can't hear him. Yeah, that is so weird that you can hear me, but you can't hear him. Wait, no, he could hear me. Before, but I mean, let me leave and then see if I. Uh, let me leave and he could hear me before, maybe, though, uh, right? I think he could hear you before, and I'm definitely getting yeah. you into the uh, into the thing here. So, hey, uh, people on stream, can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear him now. I can. All right. Oh, yep. there we go. All right. Yeah, I can hear. Okay, cool. It was me. My fault again, everyone. <laughs> Sorry. These guys are consummate professionals. It's me who's causing the issues for those who are watching. And this is my first time on Twitch. So it's like, <laughs> this is why I avoid it probably. Yeah. Well, no, this uh, is the anyway. fun of it. So. Yeah, no, no. People, people like this kind of shit. Uh, anyway, my question uh, to finish the, the beginning was, Chris, how have these dark nights been treating you? Oh man, geez, are we talking about like the last year? And <laughs> I don't, they've been uh, they've been interesting times, like for everyone else. You know, I'm just trying to find ways to you know keep myself sane, keep myself occupied. Uh, you know, and gaming's one of the ways I do it, and podcasting's another way that I do it, and just um, you know, keeping strong relationships with uh, those I care about and who care about me, and uh, yeah, man, self care. It's a big hip fucking thing to say, you know, but like I'm a huge, uh, huge proponent of that also. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's been it's been crazy times, uh, you know, I mean, it's <sighs> and now and, and you've got a blizzard going on, right? Is this what? how many blizzards oh, have you experienced in you know, you're in Texas, right? I'm in Texas. I've only been here for a year and a half. And man, Jesus Christ, like talk about a crazy like talk about like just the stress of like the last year and a half. I moved here. 
you know, again, a home built, staying in this rental, then the pandemic hits, you know, and there's all this insane shit, you know, on top of all other life stuff. So, yeah, the snow stuff, I mean, <clears throat> I've been in snow environments before, you know, but, uh, like, it's definitely not something here. And, uh, like, they had that huge 100-car pileup that I missed by the skin of my teeth if I would have gone into work, you know. Um, I might have been affected by that. Who knows? Uh, I had people from Arizona and other states I used to live in hit me up, you know, send me messages like, you weren't in that, were you? <laughs> Part of me wanted to joke and be like, I'm in a hospital bed right now in a full oh. body cast. But I thought that would be a little too dark humor, you know. So, But, yeah, unfortunately, there's uh, people in my neighborhood here who, um, like, uh, some lady's uh, daughter-in-law just told her card. Thankfully, she's okay. And some lady's husband, you know, uh, it, legit almost full body cast but he's at home you know what i mean with just swollen face and you know just so yeah it's pretty crazy man pretty cra- i mean like and everyone thought 2021 was going to be like the shining you know shining sequel that would fix everything so i'll, I'll wait for 2022 man you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh um yeah i don't know if, how, what's going to happen this year i've um i'm really wondering if this is the <laughs> if this is going to be the sequel or not but but there's a lot of good stuff that is happening like uh you guys are like almost to 600 episodes into in twin cities by night tell us a little bit about what you do what's what is twin cities by night podcast yeah so twin cities by night podcast originally started uh just as a vampire game vampire the masquerade game that i ran and we recorded it and put it on youtube not to share originally but to uh have like a reference Mm-hmm. And then we started figuring out like, oh, there's, you know, this was like five years ago. We, we started figuring out, oh, there's people who play games and share them online. So we started sharing our YouTube videos. And after a while, you know, it was actually, uh, I remember specifically is when I lived in Arizona. I'm in my office. I'm doing something in my office and uh, I'm playing uh, Wars on Fire, Vampire Masquerade Wars on Fire, which was a Sabat game that I ran um, that takes place in like 1942 and uh, Wars in El Paso. and um, I was like playing it and, and I was like doing something and I'm like, man, this sounds like, like it sounds good. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it sounds like, um, I, and I'm not trying to like compare myself to this or whatever, but it almost sounds like a radio drama where, cause I was always, I always felt we're having a hard time connecting with people on YouTube, you know, visually, because we're just some dudes like picking our nose, playing a game. We weren't very like, you know, you see on Twitch streams or very, um, you know, uh, I don't know, colorful and bright, you know what I mean? So <laughs> And so I was like, man, let's do it. Let's try this as a podcast. And the moment we started as a podcast and we started like focusing like on our audio quality and updating our mics and, and upgrading our mics and, and and like editing, then it just kind of took off from there. So now we run a bunch of different stuff. Now, not only have we ran Vampire Masquerade, we've done Delta Green, um, Call of Cthulhu, uh, Eclipse Phase. We just started Monster Hearts, um, 13th Age Slasher Flick. So we, we, we have like concurrent stories that are going on that are like longer we also do like one shots you know that once in a while when we just you know have the time so right now we currently have three stories going on we have um four stories going on we have monster hearts Mary fuck kill which i don't play in that but like we got that going on uh we have call of cthulhu uh down down darker trails missouri crossing um my vampire the masquerade eidolon game i'm running and uh chronicles of darkness um ultimate evil uh which i'm also running too so we got a lot going on it gives us something to do every sunday to play you know yeah definitely so do you um so do you do all these games at once or is this every sunday you guys kind of switch up what game you're playing or every sunday we switch it up we got 10 people in the gang uh and so like i don't play in every game and i don't run every game but we just kind of like have circular you know group of people who play 
And uh, we schedule it out. And then when one game comes to an end, like a story arc comes to an end, you know, usually we know beforehand, it sounds like, hey, I got ideas and I want to run, you know, and then we'll just kind of take it from there. So it's like this, it's weird. It's almost like this, um, I was telling someone this uh, in, a, in our gang, I was, I was like, man, it's almost like a well-oiled machine that's like running on its own right now. It's, it's so weird because I used to be like, so vested in it i was like i'm the, i was the one who did all the editing and the social media and the da, 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 da. now it's like i'm just like one of the 10 p- puzzle pieces in the gang and it's like weird seeing this like behemoth you know i'm not saying we're uber big but you just, it's going it's like it's like you know it, like you said 600 episodes it's like soon we're gonna you know like, we don't see it ending you know which is fun because we always want to play games you know yeah, it looks or like you got some representation <laughs> in chat here as well, definitely. Thank you all for uh, watching. Oh, do I really? I yeah, can't. definitely. Got, got oh, some squad yeah. representation from uh, Jin-kun. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jin-kun, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's called the helicopter eggplant. That's an inside joke that we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her and uh, Becca are in there. They play, um, uh, They play. her name is Jorin and Becca. They play in the uh, Monster Arts. They played in other stuff. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> blasted on our social media man but yeah so it's a thing it's like a gang thing it's like you know matter of fact i they kind of surprised me today and then again this is like really surreal they kind of surprised me because um like four years ago we ran that wars on fire game uh vampire the masquerade wars on fire you know it's really funny too because like you put you you play this game and you record it and it's like a part of you and you put it out there and you know it feels good to like have people go hey man i really jam out to that i really dig it you know that's good but then like then all of a sudden like kind of takes a life on its own and 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 like people like this war is on fire start people start doing like fan fiction for it and and so the gang like took this fan fiction and they did like this audio drama recreation of it and they shared it with me today and i made it about halfway through and it's like really cool because like we haven't played this game like in four years this is a game we played like a long time ago and you hear like the players in it like do the voices for this little like audio drama thing you know it's just so surreal and this i'm like the gang did without even me knowing about it you know so it's just like it's cool you know now i'm just on i'm just on the bus for the ride with it man so it's really awesome that's really awesome yeah and i hear like you got like five editors now that you guys have yeah 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 we got a shit ton of edit we got me tillman becca uh uh jorin so we got four and editing is like man dude you know like (laughs) editing is such a trip bro because when Mm -hmm. i when we first started doing the podcast thing we just like ripped our audio and we just put it on there. You know, we didn't know shit about editing. You didn't know shit about all that. And then I found out about audacity and then I would do an edit, but then I would like learn something and then I'm like, okay, I gotta go re-edit everything that we've released. It was like this joke about how I re-edited like three times all our older stuff, eventually to where we found our style of editing. But then it became, Oh, you want to edit? Yeah. Here. And I was like, all skeptical because I wanted, like I had the standard, and now, like they have, they've added to the standard. And now, like again, it's something where I'm just all like on the boat for the ride. You know, what I mean, where it's like, okay, they're editing, and it's all good. Now I don't like, I mean, dark secret. I don't like editing anymore, really. I mean, I will once in a while, but it used to be so like fanatical about it. And now I'm just like, eh. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you guys have some great <clears throat> editing quality. I have to say, um, listening to your podcast was really impressed by the editing quality that you guys have. Um, and coming from somebody that, um. You know, I jumped into this too, and I I learned about Audacity to a small degree, and I um you know a lot of my time was spent on editing. Um, so I tried to come up with this kind of concept now, where I'm like, fuck it, I'm doing it live, fuck the editing, because <laughs> it's just me and one really um buddy, you know, uh, Mike here that's uh, helping out, and it just cut down on our our need to spend a lot of time with it. But the 
but I feel like eventually we are going to definitely have to go back and do some massive editing, you know, when we actually have the drive and will to, to really get <laughs> to that point. But, uh, but we try and, you know, we try and give you like the authentic, one of the things that I'm trying to go for is, um, especially with our let's play of, of Technogate is the, this is kind of what you're going to get when you come to Gen Con and we run our game at Gen Con. Um, cause our yeah. plan is to like run, um, like Technogate and you'd play a different team on the Technogate because it's kind of like Stargate, you know? And so it's the SG one team is what our team kind of <laughs> is. And, and you'll play like the SG seven team or whatever and go off and do other things in the Umbra and, and, Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> that <know>. sounds rad. <laughs> and so you get to be kind of part of that story. And I kind of want the, the NPC or the, the characters that you play will be NPCs in the Technogate um, live, you know, uh, play that happens. So oh, nice. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely am in awe of your guys' um, editing. It's just really, really well done and really creates some really great products. I definitely um, look forward to going back and watching a lot of your um, and listening to your, a lot of your shows. Um, and yeah, definitely. Um, what what So one of the things that I kind of wanted to delve into is what do you what do you do with uh conventions and stuff like that do you guys run any games at anything like gen con or dragon oh, no. con or anything unfortunately no i i've never been to a convention and i don't know if anyone else on the gang has um we've always like kind of joked about like wanting to go to a convention like i like have this like i mean it's a daydream because it'll probably never happen but have like i can only imagine like oh man if we reached a certain level we could have like a panel at a convention and people would be asking us questions and we'd all meet in person because we've never met in person we're all like across the globe in like five different countries um but no we haven't unfortunately we haven't now I, I wanted to go to gen con um eventually i i had an opportunity to go to gen con um oh man what was it three years ago when v5 was released mm -hmm. uh the people who did the um gen con games um i forgot the name of the they, they're based out of arizona where i was living at the time uh they asked if i wanted to uh, uh run v5 uh for a test um test run before it was released and originally i said yes but then um things came up and i just kind of decided like yeah i'm not you know what i mean i don't want to fly out there and stay in a hotel room with three you know three strangers you know so mm -hmm. i kind of just stayed home but uh my plan is one day is to go to uh see people i've met you know in the industry and in the scene in person but yeah once the world gets sane again but unfortunately no we haven't and thank you for the compliment earlier by the way hearing a compliment from a fellow content creator is like fucking <laughs> uh, uh, like the little star in mario brothers man that gives you all the energy to go do more stuff you know so that means a lot thank you oh yeah and i would say uh check into gen con because you can get your hotel room paid for your um your badge paid for and everything for running running games and i would say that like I could see all, any game that you would put up would probably be sold out, out almost immediately. Like you, it just, there's, Oh yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable to be able to see to, the amount of content that you guys have out there for your, for people to look up and see would just immediately be like, okay, this because I would sign up for your game in a heartbeat. Um, and tabletop world of darkness is not super ran at, at Gen Con, but has a large player base that is looking for some tabletop games. Um, so if oh, yeah, you for ever sure, do for sure. go to Gen Con, definitely look into running a game, you know, and, um, and I would say you're almost at a level where you might be able to get a panel where you would get some people. Man. Anybody can do a panel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no how many people you get in the room? Yeah. I think you get a bunch. 
You would you would probably get a bunch of people. Well, thank in you. The room. Well, thank you, man. You guys are you know you got to take me out for a nice steak dinner after this, man. You guys are winding me up so much here, man. <laughs> I'll wear my nice shoes. Um, you know what I mean. But, but along those lines, uh, you know, with with the pandemic, uh, we we've been talking about this a little bit. Uh, have you had any interest in online conventions? You know that that might be a little more along your your alley. Yeah. If I ever got asked, you know, to be on an online convention on like a panel, I would. <clears throat> when it comes to running a game, I'll be honest with you, my stamina, my stamina for running games, I have a really low stamina. Like, I don't know if Becca's still on here or not. I can't see who's on here, but like, she'll play in our games and then she'll go run like a four hour game at home. And like, me, dude, I run three hours. I'm spent. Yeah. I'm like, my, my, I'll sometimes I get like an ST hangover, I call it, where for like two days I mean, want to think about gaming. Where I hear about guys who run stuff at cons like six, nine hours, you know, three different games. Like, dude, you guys got some, man, like I'm, I'm heavy you, you know? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I would do a panel online for sure if I, you know, depending on who it was, you know what I mean? If I, yeah, yeah I, would, I would go do a panel for sure, you know, fast. Um, but I know there's a lot of online conventions going on. I, um, mm -hmm. I don't know if Gen Con is going to be online this year or not. A lot of you see a lot of organizations and companies are doing it. And um, yeah, yeah. And, and then that's a big thing, too. Like, <clears throat> you know, um, especially with the pandemic coming up, you, you're you seeing there's a lot of people. People are starting to realize that there's a lot of people who want to play games and they're willing to play them online. You know what I mean? And um, there was uh, I forgot which uh, which uh, online convention it was, but I saw like all these people sign up to play in uh, uh, on Discord games. You know, they had all these Discord games people were paying because they just want to play so bad. And uh, I'm always down for that when people are willing to do that. So yeah, uh, online conventions, heck yeah, people watch it and people want to listen to what you're saying. Go for it. You know, gives people a nice break from the, like we said the pandemic craziness going on. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to. I'm going to my first. Uh... Um, virtual con um, the uh, horror con is uh, oh, okay. going to be happening this weekend um, and so I'm really looking forward to or technically I guess since it's still this weekend uh, next weekend is when it's happening um, <laughs> so. I think it's the Gehenna gaming guys are they doing that yeah Gehenna gaming yeah 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 they that, this is their second one I, I know uh, uh, I think they're doing it with the darker days radios folks too this time and uh, I know, like there, there's like some um, actual plays going on, and I, I think my buddy Josh Heath is running Pugmire for mm -hmm. them, like a horror-based Pugmire version of it, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know too much about what's going on with it all, but I've seen ads for it for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what it's like. It'll be the first time I've done it virtually. I've been to a lot. Of, I go to Gen Con every year. We've done um, uh, let's see other cons that we do. Midwinter uh, Game Hole, Midwinter Con. Milwaukee, Origins in Columbus. And I think that's pretty much it. Yep. And that's uh, nice, dude. But, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing what, uh, the, I, the thing about conventions actually... that's kind of crazy is all the parties, which you're not going to be able to get, but. And you don't have to get the crud though. I, I yes. heard about convention crud, yes. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't have to get sick, you know? Oh uh, yeah. See, I was actually going to ask you about, you know, what kind of conventions happen up in, uh, the Minneapolis area, but then I find out that, you know, you've never actually lived up there. <laughs> I'm a huge poser, man. I've never been to a convention, period. Matter of fact, my history with gaming has really, really only been the last five years. I actually went to one convention, and, um, oh, dang, what was the name of the convention? Uh, uh, it was in uh, Phoenix, and um, uh, Critical Crit Hit, I think is the name of the convention. My buddy Brendan Carrion from uh, Dark, or, uh, from Full Metal RPG ran, uh, well, was part of there, and I went and checked it out. And uh, me and Quinn, uh, a guy on the podcast, we both l lived in the Phoenix area at the time, so we went there together. 
and it was cool it was a smaller one you know but it was nice and chill you yeah. know kind of seeing different things so yeah, speaking of uh, your gaming experience, I hear that you've got a crazy story for your first time that you LARPed. Oh, my God. <laughs> did, did, did someone tell you? About, who told Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Kevin, do you was... want the... Go ahead. Do you want the R-rated version or you... do you want the, the PG-rated version? <laughs> R-rated, it's, it's fine. Okay. So I'm going to just be open and uh, open about it. So I, um, I found out about Vampire and vampire the masquerade in 99 i think uh right before i went to bosnia yeah it was 99 <clears throat> and i bought the revised book before i went out i was in the military at the time before and i uh, went to bosnia ran the game for a bunch of meatheads like me who didn't really have any gaming experience we all like dug it you know um we it was more like the matrix when i ran it, it was kind of corny but we just had fun you know gave us something to do i came back and somehow i met two dudes in the army who played who who were into the game uh who were in a different unit but said they played in a larp um this was in kansas <clears throat> and um <laughs> god and so this larp was on the was on the uh on the campus of a college and uh the you know i was a little like and and again i, I have a lot i'm a lot i'm friends with a lot of people who who larp and all that stuff and i have no issue with larp so i just won't put that on the table but just for me like dressing up is just kind of like a thing that like i'm not comfortable with just it just makes yeah. me personally i i just whatever i don't it's just, it's not a taste of mine but i was like okay i was like do i have to dress up do I, and they're like no no dude just come and wear like jeans and you know what i mean and the shirt and you can play a character and yeah 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 so i go there and uh at this time they had um these vampire novels that were coming out like, like these clan novels that were telling like this big epic story and they had this melkavian prophet a gehenna prophet and so i was like well i'm just gonna make a you know melkavian gehenna prophet because i didn't know what the fuck i was doing at the time and i was really overwhelmed kind of like you know like you have this weird like sense like i'm a kind of a poser and these guys are like the hardcore players i'm just like this little i had the know. same exact feeling when i first went into larp i i was like just it's just it's over it's really you've got really hardcore gamers and unless you know and i came from a history of years and years of playing vampire the masquerade but my first larp yeah. i was still like whoa like you guys yeah. really know yeah this stuff. is a lot the first time you walk into something <laughs> like that it's uh it's it's overwhelming for everybody there's very few people that just yeah for sure for sure yeah for sure and so what i kind of did was i was just kind of like okay i realized that like there was the movers and shakers and then there were like people like me who were just kind of and they, they were, i, I kind of noticed too that there was some that were just like there to hang out which is fine and so i kind of was like well i'm just going to kind of see what's going on and i'll play my character if anyone talks to me whatever and a big storyline plot that they had at the time was that like the sabbat were like like trying to infiltrate the city and they were going to like eventually attack or whatever i can't remember exactly what it was and again like i said i didn't know the big picture uh plot <clears throat> and so they have where the sabbat attacked and they you know they have like the st and then uh whatever the assistant sts or whatever they're called and i was with a group of like players and the sabbat pack came played by the assistant st and i tried to use demitation and i remember it was like uh rock paper scissors or whatever mm -hmm. i can't remember exactly what it was but like I, I i did something and and he countered it but then i could redo it again if i spent a willpower i think it was or something to that extent so i did it and i won and i won the thing and then somehow he's like oh no it doesn't affect me but he just face meld me he didn't kill me and he killed all the two players so he left with the pack of like sabat guys and the players like no dude like you should have like you know you won the role or whatever it was and you should because i was trying to use temptation to scare him and make you know i forgot or was it dread game something like that i can't remember mm -hmm. and so they're like oh no no we gotta take you we gotta go talk to the st now and i'm like 
it felt like you know like when your parents are arguing in front of you like i don't want to be here i just like whatever you know and they're like they dragged me to the st and they're like you know and i could tell there was like some like <clears throat> some kind of like drama with this assistant storyteller before and they're just like da, 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 and they tell me what to explain what happened and i like explain what happened and then he calls this assistant st and this assistant st starts losing his shit on me you know what i mean he's like you're fucking lying it just like starts like going all hardcore at me looked like he had a meth problem or something you know what i mean and i'm just like <laughs> dude i'm just here to play a game so i remember i was about to bail at that point and my friends the two army dudes i knew they weren't like friends or more acquaintance they were like um don't no, just keep coming just keep coming man and so I started getting like this, like, I don't know, you used to start seeing like, you know, weird shit start happening. And there, the, there was a couple of weird things that happened. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So one of our dudes threw this party at his parents. House. He was an adult, but his parents had like this nice house on the outskirts of town that had like a, like a couple acres of land and where you could do like a bonfire and all this shit. And his parents had let him like take the house for the weekend and throw a party. And so my army friends were like, Hey, like, let, like these two dudes were like, let's go to this party. I'm like, Oh man, dude. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to get drunk. I don't feel comfortable around a lot of these people. I don't want to go get drunk around them. Like, oh no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. So like I go there with these two and uh me and one of the dudes uh were sharing a bottle of purple gatorade mixed with everclear that was like our, i was like 22 at the time i was like a dumb kid you know what i mean so we're like drinking this shit walking around and what you know after a while you're like hey there's a big bonfire and there's a lot of fucking people and they're you know you're just walking around having fun and so me and uh one of my army friends were like hey let's just go explore let's just explore like that you know walk around and shit so we go inside the house because most people are outside and we see there's a couple people uh, are inside and then we see like there's a curtain like, like, you know how you can walk up some steps? There's, like, a curtain pin to, like, cover the steps. So, like, to go up the steps, you have to move uh, the sheet. It's like a sheet to pin the wall. You have to move the sheet to go up the steps. Mm -hmm. And we see some dude coming out of it. Like, he's coming down the steps. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this shit? You know what I mean? So, like, we, <laughs> we start walking area. up there. Yeah. And so we're, we walk to the sheet. And the guy's like, oh, no, dude, you don't want to go up there, man. And we're like, what? Like, thinking maybe they're smoking weed. We're like, oh, fine. We won't smoke because, you know, we're in the military. And like, oh, we're cool. We're cool. So we, like, go up there, man. And like, dude, this is like some shit straight out of a movie. You go up there and it's like, um, you know, from what I remind you, this is a lot. I'm 43 now. So this is like 21 years ago. It was like, uh, you know, when they have the base, the, 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 not basements, the attics and like the floors finished, but like the, the walls, you know, that edge that go to the meet to the roof isn't right. so like, there's like a floor there, but nothing else. And there's like, there's like fucking 10 people in a circle and then there's this one dude go like going at it with two chicks in the middle. Like, so they're all sitting there watching, and we're just like, what the fuck? You know, like we walked up there, like, oh shit, dude. You know what I mean? And like, I forgot, like, my army friend, his name was Bobo. He said something like, fuck. And like they all looked like it was this awkward, like record scratching moment. And we're like, peace out. And so we go downstairs, and then like fucking, and then and then like a half hour later, the dude who was up there is walking around the bonfire with his boxers and a beer, just telling everyone what happened. Like he's cool, you know. Like it's the most awkward fucking shit, dude. And so like I, I told Bobo and this other, I forgot the other guy. I was like, dude, I'm never going to LARP again. Like no, 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 just don't give up on that. That's just him on the side. Like let's just go to the game. So I go to the fucking game one more time. And the final straw was the fact that like the ST decided to bring like this adventure character of his out of retirement that he had retired when he was a player and he had this big battle with like all these assistant sts and his character dies and his fucking girlfriend starts freaking out like screaming at the players of this sts there's all this crying and all this drama and i was finally like, okay i'm fucking done dude <laughs> like, i'm like i'm not going back to this shit anymore now mind you i'm sure 99.9 percent .9 of vampire larps are not like that but like that one time i was like 
holy fuck, I am never doing this shit. And I already felt uncomfortable, like, kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, I've never dressed up or anything, but, man, whew, that was an interesting fucking thing. So, yes, you had to bring that up, man, to get my heart rate up. But, yes, that was that was intense. I just remember the dude walking around in his boxers, like, he was Joe Schmo, like, he was so fucking cool. And I'm just like, you look like a total jackass. Like, no, like he wanted people to notice, like, hey, look, it, I'm in my boxers still holding a beard. And everyone's like, we don't care. You know what he kept trying to, like, it was like some weird, like, eyes wide shut, like, kind of shit. I don't fuck, but, like, really, really poorly pissed, poorly done, you know? But it was, yeah, way too intense for my... Oh my liking, bro. You entered into a different reality for a little while. Dude, and, uh, and then I'm like fucking 22 drunk on purple fucking uh Gatorade and fucking Everclear, dude. And I'm seeing this shit like woo. Like apparently that's I called almost... it primogen. Oh yeah, there you go, right? Oh, is that what it's called? Oh Jesus. Yeah, uh, the the, uh, the chat. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, yeah, yeah that was uh, it was some intense shit, man. But again, I want to f- say for the record is that um oh the primogen that's funny that's what it's known as huh i'm looking at but for the record i'm not judging anyone who loves man you do you man and it's fun and it's huge man and i see pictures i was talking to um nate from 25 years or uh from uh 2d10 about uh the what's his name matthew webb who throws those huge larps in texas and shit like that man or mm-hmm. if you want to texas like the night of i think it's called or something I saw yeah, the pictures yeah. of that. I'm like, man, that looks fucking rad. The, the LARP I went to did not look like that LARP. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, it's fun as hell. I find so, that I have really, you oh. haven't really LARPed uh, since then? No, no, I haven't LARPed. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, um, I I find that LARPing at like one shots and conventions and stuff like that is, is a lot of yeah. fun. Um, and I find... Um, the it can get a little i feel it gets a little bit too intense with the the local games that run every week type stuff yeah um like it just there seems to be a certain level of um intenseness that you have to have in order to keep up with every single week um running you know um, what is essentially a um you know improv that's you know be happening all the time type stuff um and there's a lot that really goes into the um you know comparatively to the sit down game where you just kind of sit down and you're um table topping <laughs> and you know you have your schemes and stuff like that but you're not competing with you know 10 20 30 50 100 other people type kind of uh depending on you know what kind of larp <clears throat> you're involved in but i always found it was really interesting to jump into larps um and it was really easy entry to get into a LARP that was a one shot at like a convention or something like that, because you can, you, you jump in, everybody is really looking for um, fun and stuff like that. The one thing though, that I um, wanted to bring up though, with the idea of, I feel like there should be a new player experience when it comes to LARPs and Mm. games like that, where you have that level of everybody is really intense on playing and, when a new player kind of comes in, there's it's it's a completely different experience for them because especially if they're new to the world of darkness, they don't really know what's going on and they need to be treated with a very different mentality than somebody that's been LARPing for the last 20 years. For um, sure. And oh yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. Yeah, for sure. And one thing too, like uh <clears throat> like with the from what I hear stories of in my small experience with like weekly games, it's almost like a um it's almost like a, I don't want to say culture, but it's almost like a little community of its own. And people, I think some people, I think all of us, so 
in our DNA in a little way have like a competitive edge to us. Since I think you get people in their own little community. Everyone wants to be the, you know, alpha, you know, some, some people want to be the alpha. And so where with the convention games, you know, you're just showing up having fun. And like, I think the convention games, like, um, convention of thorns and, um, what the camera, the Camarilla one, they have in new Orleans. I forgot what it's called. Mm-hmm. That would be fun because you know, the people going there are going there for one experience to be creative together for like one night, you know, and there's no, like, I got to screw you over because next week I'm going to be the prince or, you know, it's just there for fun. Mm-hmm. And I would, I could get down with that. It's just like the, you know what I mean? I don't want to deal with like, um, yeah. You know, you hear stories all the time from people like about people who LARP for like two years, you know, and the st- someone new comes and they get intimidated because this person's like, I'm the top dog, you know? <laughs> so it, it is what it is, man. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I always found that it would be interesting to have more of a, a new, you know, a whole kind yeah. of mindset of new, because they do that with like MMORPGs and stuff like that. Like they, you know that you're being walking into a universe that exists. Like if you're going to play WoW or EVE Online or any of these massive online RPGs, it's a community that's been there forever and they've they've dominated the landscape. But they also create, they, uh, you know, whether they succeed or fail, but they create a new player experience for you to jump in. And I think WoW is really good at that as they give you like this storyline that you kind of have to build yourself up and that doesn't necessarily have to interact with the other players. I don't think that's right for for LARP, but uh, I feel like there's a, a, a ability for LARP to create a new, have a whole section on new player experience that needs to be kind of examined. Yeah, I think that really, and yeah, I think that's a that's a good idea. Go for it, man. <laughs> you have a mind that idea, like, come on, make it happen, you know? But yeah. Yeah, think... I've, I've tried a little bit. We'll see if we can get some, uh, and we're messing around with some more ideas too on what we're going to be doing when we're, when we're going to conventions and stuff. Um, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Vampire, you know, uh, I, I like the tabletop experience just because I feel like, um, like that's another thing too, like <clears throat> with me with like actual plays and everything like that. And again, all, everything I'm saying here is like my taste, you know, I'm not trying to dog say if it's not my taste, it's not right. Mm-hmm. It's just my taste, you know? Um, when it comes to like actual plays, like, like the, one of the reasons why I like editing and everything is like so important, to, uh, for our stuff is I really want to, um, like set the tone like build the what's the word uh like really have like immersion you know by people mm-hmm. listening and, and one thing i like about tabletop is like you could do that with players too you know you know like where like with larp you got like all these players and larp's a different thing so you can have a different kind of vibe with it but like you know with the tabletop you got four or five you know people there and you and you depending on how you can describe and set a scene you could really like pull them in there and there's no distractions you know mm-hmm. um with that and that's why i kind of dig it you know i dig tabletop myself but um you know yeah some I like, of these larps are like, go ahead. i i like one of the things about tabletop is that um if if you can get it to the level of where you're rping a lot um with each other yeah um because i think that tabletop has a tendency to move more towards mechanical play and talking about where am i moving you know my knight so that i can you know get behind somebody so i can flank <laughs> them and and then i'm going to use this power to do this and this and and you know especially dungeons and dragons but i i really love the world yeah. of darkness for the solid amount of rp that can like i've done many um you know we're 20 some odd episodes in right now for our actual play and a lot of our ep- episodes are just a bunch of role playing happening with you know some roles happening here and there but role play is is interesting when you kind of just have a bunch of people kind of sitting down and just in character talking to each other and having stuff kind of go on 
And it was one of those things that when I saw um, a game being played of, uh, it was Werewolf the Apocalypse, basically, mixed in with all the other games. But there was a bunch of werewolves just sitting at a table the entire LARP. And I was like, well, why don't they just play tabletop? They're, just, yeah. <laughs> they're all sitting at a table because they were like the the council or whatever. So they were always yeah. in, in session or whatever. And so that's when I came up with an idea of having, um, we had a 40-person tabletop game that happened where we had four tables, 10 tables each with vampires, werewolves, mages, and hunters. And we ran this for three years at Gen Con um, with it. You know, every year you you could just <laughs> jump in if you wanted. You've never played before. That's fine. Just here's a fully made character for you. That's one of the primogen or one of the, um, you know, council members. Um, you were playing really high level characters and you were all just having council meetings and dealing with, uh, you know, crazy things that were going on. And we were ending the world. So you were playing high level characters trying to save <laughs> the world, basically. Nice, man. That's that's pretty bad. That's a lot of work, it sounds like. But <laughs> kudos to you guys for doing that, man. For real. It was, it was, it, it was, was a fun. lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it was worth it though. <laughs> yes, absolutely. In the end, um, when we, when we got to end the, 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 the whole thing and it, it's almost come to the point where it's like, I'm, I'm considering going back and doing all of that work again. Oh, <laughs> I know the moment, like that when you're in the middle of it, you're like, I can't wait till this is done. And the moment it's done, you're like, I kind of want to do that again. <laughs> like I feel, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel you there. It's a, but Hey, just take that energy and move on to a new project. You know, and that's one good thing about this game and stuff. There's like uh un, unlimited possibilities of things that you can do to add to the ether, you know, <laughs> like you could just like, there's so many unique things, you know, that I, I, that's why i like podcasting because like i tell you what man if like if, if it was just becoming repetitive i probably wouldn't be doing it still anymore you know but so there's always like some new thing you can find to do um new game new story or whatever mm-hmm. i'm constantly like thinking about this shit man i'm constantly thinking about like vampire games i can run or different story ideas it's just like in my head all the time you know it's like uh i finally found my medium i guess you know of like like putting a part of me out there uh for people to um to, to to be able to consume man because like these games like with vampire like <clears throat> you know i mean yes you got the clans and yes you got like whatever the camarilla the anarchs the sabat the, the you know gehenna and the fucking jihad and all that shit but like to me like why i love vampires like the themes like the themes you get down to the like in the core of it like all that other shit i could fucking do it i don't really care about but i like i like the fucking themes man because i do think you... you can explore go ahead i'm sorry no do you do you do a lot with uh like humanity Oh fuck yeah, dude! Like, like uh, a conscience roll, dude, is like my favorite role, dude. Like ever, man. Like the the hierarchy of sins, like all that shit, man. Because I think that like, and I was thinking about this the other day, man. For real, I'm glad I can fucking speak this out now into the ether, man. Like I was thinking about this, like, um, I can relate to vampire a lot, uh, because of this, you know, <clears throat> with what I did in the military and being in the military for like the longest time, I had this uh bravado. Or like I felt like uh like like uh I felt like I, I'm unstoppable like like nothing could stop me you know even though I had friends who had passed away uh you know uh, due to wars or or due unfortunately due to suicide tied to all that shit I felt I was unstoppable and then there was one night when I was like I had to be around thirty I'm sitting watching TV with my wife and they had a scene on the on the uh, movie or TV show we're watching where this old man passes away peacefully. And it just felt like I got punched in the chest because at that moment, I, I distinctly remember thinking, I'm going to die one day. Like it just, it just set in like, like I'm going to fucking die. And I remember that was like a weird pivot point in my life where it was like, 
I got to have my 401k on point. I got to have this, my finances on point, And I got to have like all this shit. It was like this weird pendulum that swung in this opposite direction. Oh shit. I'm That's getting man. old. Yeah. I'm getting old. Yeah. Like I'm not unstoppable, man. I'm not like this fucking bull anymore. Who's out to like smash my enemies and hear the, was it the laminations <laughs> of women or whatever Conan says, you know, like I fucking like, but, but my point being is like, that's vampire in a nutshell too, because in a vampire you're brought, you're embraced. You think you're unstoppable. You have all this shit. Then all of a sudden the snap of your fingers, you become this anxious, paranoid fucking elder who feels like you have to deal with this shit. And, and you know, like, beast the beast you're a fucking junkie but unlike most junkies you're gonna murder someone against your fucking will if if you're pushed too wrong like there's all these like dark like personal fucking themes that are are not personal like i'm murdering people because i'm a junkie but i'm saying like there's Mm -hmm. like in our podcast that we have i can tackle like a lot of these difficult subjects i can give homage to people that i know who have died due to these subjects or whatever and i can carry them over into these stories as npcs or like influences and so like you know that like the current state of vampire right now to me like v5 i can't help but like snicker sometimes when i see it not that again i, I not saying how i think is how things have to be but like i just think it's almost like um it's, it's kind of taken on like this weird like D like um trying like, to be more I don't of a say, video game yeah it's like cartoonish almost and i don't want to say cartoonish like like again i'm not trying to insult people but it's almost like like everything's like so like blah and theatrical and colorful with it and i'm just like like okay that's cool but like i don't need to like see an anime drawing of an actual play cast you know what i mean like it just to me it's just very like that's not my jam but again they could do them and and i don't fault them because you could take this game and you can like run it in any way you want to but just to me like i know that i love that like seeding underbelly of it you know like like that weird eerie feeling you get when you read uh Revelations of the Dark Mother for the first time, which yes. is like one of my fucking favorite books. You know that Huge weird like, shout out. Like, Love that book. That is a really yeah. crazy, yeah. just like gets you I, down like a whole different mind yes. level of like. I have another copy of there I just bought because every oh, time. Oh yeah, I'm am I a follower of Lilith? Shit. Yeah, I know. Or just <laughs> the story of that lady who's like going mad, like the vampire. You know what I mean? How she murders that other follower just because. That's crazy. Like, my- yeah. Yeah, my first like vampire story, negligence, was so inspired by that. You know what I mean? Like, th- like seeing it through this weird lens of like, um, you know, like movies like from the eight, like the uh, early two thousands, like uh, you know, Eyes Wide Shut. I mentioned before that kind of like eerie, like just like makes you feel unsettled a little bit, like uncomfortable. That's what vampire is to me. That, or that's why I choose to take from it. You know, or like the intro story from revised uh, followers of set, uh, revised uh, clan book. You know that that sad fucked up story about the junkie who uh she ends up like getting embraced and controlling the person who made her a junkie you know like but it's like really kind of street level darker kind of thing that's what i like about the game that's just my taste personally you know yeah and absolutely. the good thing the good thing is like the the companies can make it a completely different thing but i can still run it the way i want you know I'm, right I'm, yeah seems- and world of darkness is so good with that and i mean you still have your old editions you know if you want yep. your uh you know if you want to update your rules which i've updated to 20th anniversary at this yep. point i feel like 20th anniversary is where things really started to rule wise come together for most of the game lines um and I, I haven't been able to move on to V5. I want to, I've, I've heard about the storylines of what's going on V5, and I kind of want to follow that um, and see what's going on with that. But I'm really waiting for V5 Mage, I think, to come out because I'm hoping that they, 
they make this a simplification on the rules to a certain degree um but we'll see what what happens with that yeah mage 20th is such a good book like oh. i love mage 20th so much but it's too i'm in the middle of rereading it right now dude and it's like so intense and that when it comes to like uh i don't know like vampire fit like again i don't know man like i i um i'm not as vested as like a lot of people like addition wars to me to seem goofy like you know what i mean i can like personally not like the vibe of v5 but i'm not gonna yell about it online because it's like i still got this other version i can play it doesn't make sense to me to waste all that energy um V5's just been a trip, bro. Like, I don't even think they know what they are yet. You know, it's been like three different fucking things, you know, like different fucking people running it, getting it taken from them. And just like, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy thing, man. Like that, you know, what's what I been think on a journey. my personal opinion. Yeah, have been on a journey and like now they're not even white wolf anymore it's like the world of darkness i think the main thing was they were putting on their eggs into bloodlines too and like that's not happening so now they're trying to scramble to like to, to you know whatever and again like people can like it dude and, and you know again i'm not fucking faulting people it's just, i don't get the energy bro like i had to wait i i remember man i was so hyped for v5 and when they allowed the pre-order for it I ordered the special edition uh, slipcase version. I ordered the limited edition version. And I ended up not getting my shit for like eight months because they fucked up the uh, guy to the Camarilla. They had that, um, uh, what was that fucking uh, country with that fucked up dictator, man? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. But they like did some shit with it that was kind of, yeah. And then they had to like fix it. And I was like, just, like, okay, well, just send me my limited edition one so I can at least read it. And like, no, we don't want to pay shipping for two different things. You know what I mean? They're making me wait like eight months because they're fuck up, you know, kind of thing. And I was just like, oh, my God, man. And so, like, I, you know, I just I didn't get around to reading it when I was hyped, you know. And by the time you listen to people who read it and all this shit, and you're kind of getting your, you know, your feelings or whatever. And so, again, though, it is what it is, man. I, I wish it. I wish them luck. You know, I don't want to see anyone fail in the industry. You know what I mean? And, like, I hope they figure it out. And um seems like i mean they're still around so it seems like they're doing something right you know so, yeah there's a lot I of potential know. i think there's a lot of potential out there it just is it's it's a it is a different world it's not the 90s anymore and yeah, you've got to you've got to reevaluate what you're <laughs> you putting out into some of the shit does not fucking age good bro some <laughs> of this shit doesn't age good you're just like oof you know what i mean well like even like i think i mean i'm gonna be fucking honest man like the first vampire book i ever opened up and looked at and almost made me walk away from the game was the clan book bali it's like that opening like fucking story yeah like i was like oh what the fuck is this shit you know like like i was like oh no that's the that's the 18 plus book but i mean like did you really need that did you like really need that opening <laughs> fiction in that book you know what i mean like you, you know there's tons of fucking material in this world who have dealt with the dark themes of like infernalism and that kind of shit great books like the exorcist and all this shit but like they didn't need to go that far you know what i mean but it was the 90s man and you know yeah they were and they were pushing the envelope was uh was kind of their yeah. calling to to how they were trying to get famous which did it did get them famous a lot in back in the day it's just a it little did, yeah little different sure. fame these days that they don't really need yeah yeah, yeah man and, but the, uh, you know but, but it is what it is man and at least there's still people putting i i I just I'm I'm very grateful that I can like use the IP still and mm -hmm. you know make make something that's really special to me that's my own story so yeah speaking of which what about. uh what are some of your plans that you have coming up for um Twin Cities by Night um, <laughs> do you guys have anything in the works right now or are you um uh, Terry just... is in the chat asking for a maid <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, man, Terry, I'll get you, bro. Um, so okay, let, let me. I, I have ideas for days, but I'm gonna just kind of like shoot them from like gonna happen the soonest to like happen the latest. All right. Currently, right now, I'm running Vampire the Masquerade Twin Cities by Eidolon, which is technically the fourth story arc, I guess, fifth story arc in our Vampire Chronicle. Um, it's a duet series that I'm running with Adam. Shout out to Adam, who, um, uh, uh, where he plays Giovanni. Dude, like, talk about like that somber, like, low level view of shit. Adam, by far, is a light years better storyteller than I. He runs Delta Green duets on our channel. If you ever want to check out Delta Green, listen to his shit um him and i click we have a good chemistry having a lot of fun with that um once that's done i'm gonna run the next twin cities by night um chronicle uh called uh embers which is going to take place after dread uh which was a big one that we ran uh uh i'm currently running also chronicles of darkness ultimate evil institutionalized i still going takes place in bismarck north dakota in 1987 uh deals with like satanic panic and all that fun shit i'm at the i'm at the pretty much like 80 percent my head done with like another ghouls fatal addiction miniseries where the players are going to play revenants i don't know their revenants uh it's going to be like a, a talk about uh, um a small family in a small town of minnesota on the outskirts of the twin cities uh so i got that a pretty much formula and then i got my mage 20th chronicle which i've been talking about for like three fucking years the reason why i'm rereading mage 20th uh it's gonna be called I think hubris i think i'm gonna call it i'm not quite sure but it's gonna basically take place from uh 1967 to 1979 it's gonna start with like the summer love like kind of crashing down and ends with uh jonestown uh you know jim jones and all that fucked up shit that happened in jonestown so it's gonna like basically me trying to tackle mage and these different like kind of like the craziness from like that decade that happened between like 67 and 77 with like the whole uh, hippie love thing kind of crumbing crashing down um the rise of like cults in the 70s and like serial killers in the 70s vietnam the cold war like all you know all that shit that i mean that was a, you read about that decade that's a really fucking intense decade of like a lot of shit happening uh so yeah I'm and i feel like it gets glossed right? over actually quite a bit uh, yeah like it does, you, you hear about the 60s you hear about the 80s the 70s i think what is it just disco is what people say for the 70s yeah disco right? that's it but you don't <laughs> think about like the ted bundy and like you know what i mean like all mm -hmm. these like intense like fucking rise of serial killers and all that shit and um so in the game um the players are going to be playing uh technocracy agents who are basically going to be like sent to find out what's going on um and and, and during the summer of love uh it's gonna kind of spark with uh um like the the like the big pivot point in my head at least for now that's gonna start it off is gonna be the my lie massacre that happened in vietnam where like basically a company of infantrymen like lost their fucking minds and killed like 400 civilians like just and but it's like almost like a almost like a madness came over them all um where I'm going to use that respectfully in the story as like, uh, basically it was a paradox backlash that happened because something that happened in Vietnam there that kind of like sparks, you know what I mean? This big investigation to go on. Um, so yeah, big, big plans and aspirations with that. But I like that kind of shit. Cause I, th I like talking about it because I think it keeps me accountable because then you got people like Terry be like, yo bro, what's up with that mage 20th game? You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, I know it's, I have spoken it. So thus I need to follow through with it. So yeah, I'm rereading mage 20th right now. And uh, I think my plan to run that is I'm going to start running that after uh, the Chronicles of Darkness Ultimate Evil Institutionalized story is done. So uh, that's about like, uh, I don't want to say how much it's done because people are listing who play in it probably. I don't want to spoil it. But once that's done, I'm going to run Mage. I'm going to get around to it. That I'm intimidated. Awesome. That's, 
Yeah, dude, but I'm just gonna fucking do it. Like I'm like I like that's a good thing about like our you know the like our gang for the most part is like and we tell new storytellers all the time like people who are running for the first time <clears throat> like dude like we will not fail you you know what i mean like we you're not gonna have a dick at the table you're like oh fuck it technically you're like you don't know that rule like we're not gonna like we don't want you to fail we want to have fun and um yeah so awesome better gang to play with yeah, yeah i've been you. really happy my players have been very kind with me and i've been very kind with them and we just try and try and have fun um i i am sure i i smash the rules of of mage into the ground and make you make people go what you can't do that that's that's impossible that's, you don't have enough in in this in order to do that and i'm i'm like well i don't care go do it that golden sounds cool rule. that's a great idea that's <laughs> for me mage golden is rule much more, man golden rule could you just make shit up for me and and then just try and use <laughs> any kind of mechanics to justify it and i'll just uh, yeah go ahead that sounds cool let's do this the thing with the maid story that i the goal i, I like i want to try doing is like really like <laughs> like almost like i was telling i was explaining to someone in the gang like uh, uh i don't know if you're a dune fan i love the dune books dune, are like a yes. big fucking inspiration in my life like i read the first i read the dune series the frank herbert series when i was like 13 man it just had like huge impact on my life and um i don't know if you ever watched drodowski's dune documentary about when he was going to try to take a stab at that movie and the 70s he was like it was insane he was never going to be able to do it but watch the documentary and because he literally like described like he wanted to like exp have like a 17 hour movie that was like an acid trip that's like now i'm not saying i want a 17 hour movie but i want to get this like surreal like like i want people to hear it and the players to like to feel it and have, not to be like big and flashy but having to be like 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 realities like fucking shifting around and they don't know what's right you know what i mean like that kind of sickening weird like am i high or am i not high kind of feeling I don't yep. know if I can accomplish it, you know, but I'll try very much. I'll try. <laughs> that sounds like a perfect atmosphere. Dude. Yeah. Like it's going to, that's one thing I'm always trying to push myself in. And, and when running stuff is like, I'm always trying to like push myself out of my comfort zone, trying to like describe th scenes or try to like do things. Sometimes they like, um, sometimes they're like, oh, okay, maybe I didn't feel like I pulled that out, but sometimes when they work, they fucking work. And so like, that's one thing I want to try with mage is just like, get that, get that. Just, I don't know, man, just like that weird, like, am I nauseous or am I not nauseous feeling to these guys, especially when you're technocracy agents and you're kind of like, kind of are mages too. You know what I mean? Even though you're like in this weird self-denial, yep. you know? So yeah, that's, see. I've, I've been this pushing real... that with, with my characters. Like I had them, um, at one point that, uh, they kind of had to like make a decision. Like, are you going to help wipe out all these mages on Mars here? Or are you going to, you going to, you going to back the technocracy and, or, you know, like, you know, <laughs> see that there's women and children, or, you know, go against the technocracy and see there's women and children and other people that are just yeah. normal people that, don't need to be wiped out but that's the protocol right now and you know kind of put them in that kind of you know they have a moral decision that they're going to have to make here and um it, when you when you're part of the technocracy and you consider everything that's a reality deviant um you know depending on how you uh, like i try and make my higher ups yeah. a little bit more dark and evil uh, <laughs> uh okay yeah 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 the 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 uh the nefandi uh technocracy guys right. <laughs> is that what you're saying <laughs> yep yeah 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 like yeah um yeah yeah like mage is a trip to like uh um i the thing that kind of like really like brought out like in me like i want to run it was i was looking at because like, i started like kind of like formulating and maybe i wanted to run it when i first read mage 20th I was looking at pictures of um I can't find this fucking picture again. So if someone's listening and you can find this picture, please let me know. 
Um, I was looking at pictures of the summer love. And they had this picture of this guy. He's a shirtless dude. He's in a gutter, like just like, you know, like in a gutter, like being propped up by it a little bit. Beard, stringly long, uh, uh, long hair. And he has like this fucking third eye, like painted on his fucking forehead. He's obviously high as hell. You can see like he just looks eyes are glassed over, but he has this like painted third eye on his forehead. And for some, it's black and white. And for some reason, I saw his picture. I'm like, Oh my god, like that makes me think of like you know what I mean? Like that that makes me think of mage in a weird fucking way, you know? Like and I was like, and I wanted to find that picture because I wanted to use it as a thumbnail for when we do the fucking story, and I can't find it, man. I've like spent hours trying to find it, but just seeing that, I was like, Oh my god, it makes me feel like dirty and gross. But like, what if that guy took a bunch of acid and he actually did like you know what I mean? Like change right. reality a little bit, you know, it's like, so. Well, I always awesome. find like so, how mage seems to throw like my view of the world in, in a loop, you know, uh, because all yeah. of a sudden you, you kind of look at things of like faith healing and um, the concepts mm -hmm. of, um, you know, not trusting the government, not, you know, the conspiracy like level of, of yeah. things. Um, you know, I, I still, I think even mages would consider still flat earthers to be maybe more on the fringe of, of the tradition. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, but you, all of a sudden you're, you're flipping everything on its head. Like all of a sudden things seem a lot more terrifying. Like all of a sudden a vaccine where, you know, I would go get a vaccine any day, not a problem, but all of a sudden on um, mage, it's like, well, <laughs> do you really want the technocracy poking something into your arm? Like, <laughs> The thing with Mage to me, two things. One, I think it's the, the smart person's game. And that's what intimidates me because I listen to like Terry talk about it all the time. Like, God, he sounds so fucking smart. And I'm such a dummy. You know, like I hate to talk about Mage. But like the thing about Mage, though, too, that I like is like I read Mage. I'm reading it now. And I'm like looking th through the Mage lens at current events. And if you think about like, you know, and not to get into politics or whatever, but like the big thing now is like controlling the narrative. That's like a lot of people say, controlling the narrative. You got to control the narrative. Is it controlling the narrative, like changing reality though? If you think about it, if you could, if you like control the narrative and you get like a certain subset of, of people, Americans or people in the world, absolutely. Like, I know this is my reality. That's a big thing here now. Like my truth, my yep. reality, my truth, all this stuff. It's like that's fucking mage, bro. You know what I mean? Like that, that like, I feel like get... there's a lot of politicians that read mage and were like, you know what? yeah let's dude. do this like because i've and and it's kind of weird because it's it's and it's from what i understand it's sort of true to a certain degrees a lot of these people are like the ones that if if i imagine something to be like yep. they'll build their faith walls or whatever their their uh pictures that they just look at every day and they go i yep. want that and then they say that that's going to it, it, reality is going to change for me and i'm like who got high and taught these guys mage the ascension <laughs> and didn't tell them it's a game <laughs> I know, but it's so weird. Like, I forgot the term. I know what you're talking about, but there's a term like will it or uh, I forgot the term, but like you think about it enough, you will it and it will happen kind of thing. And like, that's fucking mage though, dude. Like, even if you go back to like Crowley, who I think Crowley's a fucking opportunity, was a, an opportunistic asshole who just wanted to get laid and do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. But like, I read an autobiography on Crowley and he was saying the same fucking shit, you know, whatever thou willeth or whatever his big fucking quote that everyone loves to quote, you know, like you will it, it will happen or whatever. I forgot the shit he would say, but like, it's all like Jim Jones. You look at Jim Jones, man. Like when I was reading Mage 20th, the first time I was also reading a Jim Jones book 
I don't even you know about like Jim Jones, but like had all those people move to like Africa, started like Jonestown and all that shit. And like basically had everyone commit suicide, like by drinking the Kool-Aid. That's yes. where the term yep. drinking the Kool-Aid came from. Yeah. And that dude convinced a bunch of motherfuckers to move to Africa away from their families where he was having sex with whoever he wanted, male and females. And then when they fucking had a politician came, there was a politician who came to check because uh, some people, family members of people who were there were saying some bad shit was happening. The politician goes there. One of his cult members give him a letter saying, help us. You know what I mean? We're fucking like, you know, like secretly give him a letter, help us. We're here against our will kind of thing. He goes to get on a jet to leave a plane. They all come and shoot him and kill him before he can get on the plane. And Jim Jones knows he's fucked and just has them all drink Kool-Aid and they all fucking die. But to think to have that power to like convince everyone of that shit, that's mage. I'm not saying it's magic. I'm not saying magic with a K. I'm just saying, though, if you want to like put that in mage terms, those are ideas to use in mage. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's, I mean, really one crazy, of the things yeah. that World of Darkness does great on is is take our world and twist it a little bit and... And un- unfortunately, sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes fortunately, sometimes unfortunately, it's it's not that much of a bend like uh, uh, <laughs> no. like so I, I guess uh, it was Crowley is uh, do as thou will uh, manifest. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> oh, did someone say that? OK, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, Terry was. Uh... <laughs> okay, yeah, oh, yeah, it was South America, not Africa. Yes, yeah, South oh, America. It was it South America, not Africa. Okay, sorry, South America, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's um yeah, a lot of crazy, a lot of a lot of but it's very like I like it. Like I uh you know, like you read uh the <clears throat> write up for um the syndicate, oh was it the syndicate, the guys who handle like uh for the technocs who like That's markets all the money. and all that shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You you read it it's like, oh, it was, puts on a power suit, you know what I mean? And has like his face lotion he puts on, you know, like those are his uh uh, now I'm fucking up. I'm gonna fill the mage test, but like the little things he does to get like change, you know, his folk reality for him. His... And, yeah, his folk guy. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, his folk guy. So, yeah, man, it's, it's really dope. So I plan to tackle that, dude. I really do. I mean, I'm always gonna run vampire. I don't think there's ever gonna be time when I'm like not gonna run vampire. Um, I got too much of a like a plot. Like, like I have a beginning and an end, and I have too much to get to the end. Where I'm not gonna get there anytime soon. But um, so can you give yeah, us mages... a little bit of that plot? What's what's the what's what's the uh, beginning of your kind of like meta plot that you could kind of give our our viewers a taste? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the very first story, basically, uh, one thing I like to like I like to do with vampires is um they mentioned this. I think it was in the revised storytellers book. I I, I can't remember the exact book, but um there's kind of like two different ways you can look at vampires. You can look at one like the vampires who go to like uh uh what what do you call it uh elysium every weekend and they all like hang out or you can have the view like vampires can live in this there could be two vampires who live in the same city and don't see each other but once in 20 years you know what i mean just like they're kind of like solitary creatures you know there can be an elysium but you know like they're they're, they're very territorial kind of thing and that's um how the story started where basically like um you know f- uh four neonates who been in the city for like 20 years kind of been able to do their own thing were ba- basically um for lack of a better term like tasked uh, by the um, by the uh, to the primogen to look into a series of murders, um, and the reason why they wanted to look into the series of murders because they didn't want any. They the, the whole big thing about the Twin Cities is that they have like uh, fifty of the top Fortune five hundred companies there, but like they, they don't want a lot of attention. So like, hey, find out what's going on with this because the cops are taking too long and and handle it. Like we don't care how we just don't want like twenty four hour news cycle coming because the story takes place in two thousand ten by the way okay. and so through through, through that <clears throat> they find out um and I don't want to spoil but they find out that there's more to the murders that kind of like pulls the players more 
uh, into the uh, gravitational pull of like kindred uh, events in the city. Uh, and they kind of get pulled into that. And so it kind of like the story's more like of a, per- I, I don't want to spoil. I'm trying not to spoil, but the mm-hmm. story is more of like a personal horror and kind of coming to grips with what you are. And so these characters are slowly like uh, pulling the veal back from like, you know what I mean? The curtain aside that was, that was kind of, the, you're using a block out their their existence and they're kind of like doing that and slowly seeing more of what it is to be a vampire. So, and, and so uh, this has been going course, on for about like 10 years then, right? 10, 11. A story? Uh, well, I've been running it for five years, but the story still takes place in 2010. It's like okay. been a year. Like a game. I have this bad tendency where I'll run a story arc that takes place like a week. And I'll be like, all right, two weeks have gone by. Let's do another. <laughs> so it's like this like snowball effect with the story that's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. But I love it. It's my baby. So how, how are you handling the the power increase of your characters? Because I know that you start out as a neonate pretty quickly, but depending on how much yeah. you play um, and how much time has gone by, yeah. you can find yourself with elder level powers, um, you know, but still be considered yeah. very neonate in the in the greater scheme of things. For sure, for sure. Um, I hand out XP at the end of a story arc. I don't hand it out in game, you know, like during, you know, like after every session. I can't be like, okay, story's done. You get three per session plus 10 for, you know, the story here. You go spend it, you know. Um, what I really don't mind the powers because I feel like the powers can, like, open up the story for me, if that makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, in our third story arc, Dread, we had two Nosferatu characters. Well, Nosferatu have obfuscate, which makes it easy for them to sneak around and find shit. And they were able to uncover stuff in the story, which helps me because i have this vast plot you know what i mean i don't want to like all shove it in their faces so like they discover this stuff and which makes the story go um another example there's a tremere who has like no thaumaturgy but has like good aspects and he used like a uh, telepathy or 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 perception fuck yeah let's do this because i'm getting it you know so i, I how i handle is i run stories that are more um and i don't want to sound like fucking snooty but like kind of like a more like plot driven than power driven mm-hmm. you know what i mean where it's like more about like finding out what's going on around you and kind of like reacting that rather than like oh there's a fucking lupine that i gotta go fight let me you know what i mean so i'm not really yeah, worried figure, about their power figuring out your meta plot is more important than being able to kill your boss you yes, because the yes, boss isn't exactly. really the boss. You know, it's just it's just a character inside of the meta plot. So great, you've killed off yeah. one of the you know thousands of other things that can possibly take its place. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's almost like it's almost like if you have some in real life terms, you have some rando dude who has like a bunker full of guns and he's like the most armed motherfucker in the world and no one's going to come and take his land but then you know someone starts like hacking in his computer, draining his fucking bank accounts, you know, steals his identity. Those guns don't do shit. You know what I mean to that. So he's probably panicking, trying to figure out. That's the kind of story I like to run. It's like who's who's doing this shit? What the fuck? Or you find a little bit something, or a little bit something, and it's like, yeah. And then it's also like their characters. You know, that's like a good part of the plot too. Like, oh, my character is this, or has this issue, or does this. And, you know, so a lot of it's that, and at least like some. You know, one of my favorite things to say and stuff that I run is like, hey, what's your character think about this? And then we'll have like a. I feel like a shrink sometimes when we play. Like so. When you say that does that mean that you think about your father who like brought you back these memories or does that because you or your mother didn't hug you no i don't say but you know like has the players like answer these questions about their characters so like you're like oh shit like you know so that's the kind of shit i, I like to run there you know what i mean and then when some, a power is used i fucking love it because then i could describe it like i love describing it. like oh well, let me describe like this shit oh you want to use telepathy let me figure out a cool way for you to see inside this person's head and figure out what they're doing or whatever so 
So do you, yes, when sir. you do descriptions, do you do ever uh, write, like writing it down ahead of time, or is it all just off the cuff for you? Uh, what I do is I'll do bullet. Okay, so I, I'll do bullet uh, points uh, for like an overall story, and then I'll have like a scene planned for each person. Uh, in case like you know i don't want anyone to feel like they're left out you know what i mean if i need a scene for someone okay i have the scene and then when the session's done i'll try to fill that in with another scene when it comes to describing though no i don't write those out per se i'll write some key things out but what i really try to do is like use my five senses uh, when describing a scene um something i learned in the military like really kind of be like um uh hyper cute you know what i mean like where you um, are able to like remember how something smells or how something feels on your hand or even like the smallest details. And I'll try to describe that like carpet or how like walking on gravel, you hear like the, 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 the stones underneath your shoes, like, or smelling like cigarette or piss on a carpet from some drunk or, you know, just like really like trying to build that scene. Cause I feel like I'll get as descriptive as I want, because I feel like if I do that, then I'm like, okay, scenes on you guys, which is something else I say. That gets the players like, okay, I'm in the scene rather than just saying, you step in a bar, what are you doing? And they be like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, they don't feel like they're in the bar there, you know? So um, I, I find that it works for what we do. I, maybe some people listen are like, God, shut the fuck up. I don't care about what the walls look like or the carpet smells like, you know what I mean? But it's like what I like to do, you know? I, I have to say <laughs> that uh, from, from what I've heard, I, I am really impressed with your off the cuff. I, um, I'm aspiring to try and get to that level of, oh. of being able to describe scenes and and a setup for that because um you know i have i have a lot of meta plot ideas and concepts of just how to be able to wing it and go f i'm i feel like a very good seat of the pants kind of gm i can run with players um all day mm -hmm. long and i i try and build a train for them to to hang out on um because i am a little bit of a railroady kind of gm but it's one of those things that if they want to jump off the train, I'm I'm willing to jump with them and run wherever the hell we got to go. <laughs> and but things are happening anyways. You got to be railroady. <laughs> you got to be railroady a little bit if you have a plot. You know what I mean? You right. just can't be like you, the way I you kind of try now, and explain it. Homeless person. <laughs> right. I, I try and explain it in the sense that I build a train for you to hang out on. It's got multiple cars. There's lots of cool things for you to do. And if you can make your way to the front of the train, you can start hopping tracks and fucking around and stuff like that, which is where most of the players immediately go to. But also, if you want to jump off the train, <laughs> that's fine. But no, the train's going to keep going, and I'm going to try and get you back onto the train eventually um, so we can we can go here. Yeah. But but in the sense is I'm going to still follow you around. Just know that there's there is more than just the train, but that's that's where all I put all my work. So know that that's where all the detail is. But, uh, but when it comes to seat of the pants, describing of scenes, I find myself majorly lacking. Um, and I, I really like your suggestion of think of the five senses and try and hit those five senses for them so that they get all of the things they really need. And also have like a library in your head. Like, if that makes sense of places you've been, like places, you know, you know, like I can't think of how many times like uh, a home I explained had some aspects of my grandmother's house that I still think about to this day. You know what I mean? Or like how an apartment complex, low income apartment complex, I'll, I'll describe some things from when I lived in when I was a kid. You know what I mean? So it's like these different you, you have this a lot of people don't realize. In your head, you have this vast library of. Of, of experiences that you've experienced throughout your whole fucking life. Um, and you can categorize those and you can use those uh, in different, in different things. Um, you know, I, it was funny. I was listening to an interview with Jim Lee 
uh, comic book artist. I'm, I used to be in the comics in the 90s, and I just happened to find an interview with him. And he was saying about how, like, uh, in the 90s, you'd always ha- the comic book artists would always have their moms and their relatives send them old magazines because that, they would use those as references. Look, look through them, like, if I have to draw a cityscape, if I have to draw a lamppost or whatever. And they said, now nowadays on online, you can just Google. I look at it like that, though, like, like with storytelling, you just use experiences, man. And then just imagine you're there. Like, I try to, like, I swear to God, man, like time almost like will slow down for me a little bit. Time magic. Woohoo. No, I'm joking. But time <laughs> will slow down a little bit when I'm like, okay, I got to describe a scene because then I'll stop and I'll almost like think about like almost like I'm a camera. Like, this is what I see. You know what I mean? This is what I smell. This is what it is all like. And then finally, I'm like, okay, here you go. You know? And uh, yeah, and there's times where like a, a motherfucker would be like, I want to go to blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, shit. I'll just think, okay, I'll take this part of this apartment I used to live in, this part of here, and I'll just kind of like, go with it like that man and um yeah i love it that's my favorite thing of storytelling dude it's just really because it's storytelling it's like our medium man you know like people need like you know that's a whenever cats are like oh dude i'm about to run a game for my friends and i'm nervous i'm like dude don't be fucking nervous it's like you're telling a story you this is a medium you know what i mean like these aren't these aren't critics dude you know what I mean? these are your pals dude you know just have fucking fun this is your thing this is your moment and that's that's how i view it at least and it brings me much joy in my life when i'm able to do it so yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I'm I'm one of those uh, people that is, you know, I believe that we're considered rare, but I, I prefer to, to run a game than play in it. I, I love telling yeah. a story. I so, love having a meta plot. I love the whole concept <laughs> of I get to be the world and then you get to fuck with me. <laughs> I talk too much when I play, I found. You know what I mean? I'll get these big <laughs> grandiose ideas for characters. I'll be like, oh, I got this character. I played this um character named raymond in our changing little lost vanity story that we have on the podcast and i was like put a lot of work in my head i was like oh my god this is gonna be a tortured soul i'm gonna get to like explore like ptsd and abuse survival and all this shit and all this shit and then i just realized i talked a lot dude and there's a moment where i realized okay i gotta like back because i listen i'm like oh fuck i'm not storytelling i gotta shut the fuck up you know what i mean like so like i so now as a storyteller like i found like as a player now i'm kind of learning to like you know what I mean? Like, okay, like step back a little bit. So like, I'm currently playing in our uh, Down Darker tra- Trail story, and I'm playing a, a Norwegian immigrant, and I'm just like, okay, that's cool ex- reason for me to like not be in the forefront. You know what I mean? I can barely speak English, and I'm just like, I'm not gonna like be that guy. But yeah, I I I, I definitely like running better than playing. But I'm I'm enjoying playing though lately too though. Yeah, I've been finding that uh, um, more and more lately. I've been enjoying playing in some games um but lately we haven't i haven't we've we've stopped our pathfinder game i can't wait till or well it's uh oh. starfinder is what we're doing um nice <laughs> so it's the the future of sounds epic of, of uh finder you get to play with spaceships and oh. and hang out in this crazy solar <laughs> system um, we've been playing 13th age and i've never played a fucking fantasy game before and like I just hit me that I'm like liking it. <laughs> I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. And like, I'm, there's people in the gang who have like experience like D and D, Pathfinder, and all this shit. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I fucking love this. We need to create level like one characters because we're pl- we play in one shot, so we have like three gens. You know what I mean? Usually, it started that. Oh okay, yeah, here's a character you can play. I'm like, I just want to create a level one character and grind them up. And everyone was like, welcome to like 1983, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> awesome, yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh it's, there's a lot of good games out there to check out and fantasy um 
I've always loved fantasy, so I was I was a big uh, The Hobbit got me into fantasy probably more than anything else. Um, just reading that book like thirty times when I was like thirteen was was uh, I was yeah. wanted so bad to to get a sword that gl- glowed whenever there were goblins around. <laughs> See, I was reading Dune, man, and uh, I I tried to read Lord of the Rings and. I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of books I like that. I was a huge Stephen King fan at 13 also, like reading like The Stand, like really, I think, I think I like, um, I want to call myself like a horror aficionado or whatever the term is, like a horror master. But I love, I used to love reading like Stephen King at, at, at a very young age, you know. And nowadays I read more like nonfiction, not so much fiction like I used to, but, uh, yeah. That was my thing when I was a kid. Like, I want to live in a post-apocalyptic world where, like, where it's good versus evil, and I want to know what's like. I remember like reading The Stand when I was thirteen. I got grounded for like two weeks uh, during a school strike. My dumbass, I couldn't even go and enjoy the school strike. So I read The Stand, the complete uncut uh, version. I had I convinced my stepmom to buy the paperback for me at the supermarket. And I remember I'd read it. I'd be like, oh man, what would it be like if I went to the mall right now and it was just me and I could like go to the comic book store and read all the comics that I can't afford and go play the video games I want to play. And then I'd be like, wait a second, it would kind of suck to be by myself. What would happen when the power would go out? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I used to like daydream about how it would survive, you know? So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the 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 daydreaming of post apocalyptic world is uh, I feel like that's a, a theme for a lot of us um, you know that are yeah. that are in our thirties and forties right you know we, we kind <laughs> of we lived through this like uh, media phase where the world was going to end in some kind of post apocalyptic horror you know and we just we continuously <laughs> heard about it and then it just never happened you know the funny still- thing about like so. Yeah, yeah, it could still happen. The funny thing uh, is, uh, you know, like I used to be in the zombie shit when I was a kid, uh, kid like uh, Return, the George Romero movies, and then the Return of Living Dead movies and shit like that. So when like uh, I read the Walking Dead comic in Afghanistan, uh, my a buddy of mine got the graphic. And I was like, oh, check this out. You'll like this. A couple of them. And so when the TV show came on, uh, I was really hyped, you know, because I, I liked the comic and, um, you know, and uh, like the genre or whatever. And I remember like my wife is not like a bit like it's so funny. Like my wife and I like we have nothing in common when it comes to hobbies. You know what I mean? We, the common we think we have common is we have kids with each other. And we love each other. But like she's not into gaming, not into the same kind of shit that I'm into. And um, we'd watch Walking Dead and I would just be like she would like make a joke about like oh, you'd be so shit out of luck if this happened. I'm like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, do you know what I'm capable of? I'm like, I can do land nav. I could fucking hunt. I can do, like, I know how to fire weapon systems. Like, I'll be, like, explain all this shit. Like, it's just so funny how, like, our spouse, like, my spouse has no idea what I'm capable of in real life. You know what I mean? Like, I will survive, and I'll make sure our family is good. I just remember, like, I got, like, she's looking at me like, okay baby you don't like you know nothing of me you know nothing about you don't know this <laughs> like i can survive i've been planning she's for probably, this since i was born she's probably like thinking there's like some bunker in our backyard that i'd go out to with like a year's worth of ketchup and mustard and baked beans or some shit you know like i'm like no we'll be good we'd be good you know it's like okay babe fine you know <laughs> that's great babe <laughs> Yeah, she's like that's yeah, you're just good. Like she tells you, go play your nerd games, you know, the, the like the worst thing. Well, the worst, you know, like this stuff that I run, you know, we obviously deal with adult themes and the stuff I run. So like my kids, like they hear I do a podcast, I don't tell them like the name of it or whatever. And I have a 17 year old and a um I have a 17 year old boy, 14 year old daughter, and an eight year old daughter. And so my 14 year old daughter figured out the name of our podcast, somehow found it on YouTube, and she like um 
thank God she didn't like binge it, but she watched uh episode of our Hunters Hunted 2 story where uh Tillman plays this guy named Dr. Gregory Turner, and I play this like uh Alex Jones kind of like conspiracy theorist dude. I forgot my character's name. And uh Walt Walter Bodie, that was his name. And so there's a scene where I'm like <laughs> <laughs> like Gregory, Gregory, we might, you know, like you know, we're role playing. I'm all like trying to convince him to do something, and so my daughter just kind of clip of that, like me going Gregory. So like, <laughs> like, for, like the last like four fucking years, like whenever they want to make fun of me for being a nerd, like Gregory, like my 14 year old see that, and I'm like, <laughs> like, like go in your closet and play your nerd games, you know what I mean? Because like, this is my walk-in closet that I recorded. Anyways, it's just like yeah, but I love it, and they love it that I'm happy too. So. Maybe yeah. one day when they're 30, they'll listen. They'll be, holy shit, my dad was pretty decent at this, you know? But you know what's really now. interesting? Um, like, this is a really big aside, but uh, it just reminded me of, uh, I mean, you're not quite at the, you know, you have you have fame, definitely, but uh, nah, the, dude. Um, <laughs> there's Gene, or, uh, Gene Roddenberry. Um, his <laughs> son um, did, didn't know what Star Trek was. Oh Jesus Christ! Are you kidding me, dude? Like, he oh had, my God. Him and him and his father didn't get along. Um, his father oh. never talked about work when he came home. Um, oh. and at like seventeen or something like that is when his dad died. And it wasn't until after his dad had died that he had learned what. Like he had heard he had heard about Star Trek oh. and he knew his dad did Star Trek, yeah. but he didn't like look into what Star Trek was or what the hell that meant or anything. Oh, and all of a sudden, it became man. this huge, you know, this huge thing that just appeared and Jesus. like took over this culture and stuff. And he and he looked into it and he was like, "Wow, my dad like." I didn't know who he yeah. was. Like I, he, he was at big odds with his dad um, through his upbringing and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And and so it was one of those big eye opening things where he was like, "Oh my god!" Like I went back and I saw all this crazy. Stuff. I got to learn who my dad was after he died. Oh, that's intense, dude. Oh man, that's intense. Talk about yeah, Jesus. I talk about IPs. At least he didn't try to cash in on it like Frank Herbert's son. I don't. I hate talking about people like that. I don't want to like come across that. I'm like shit talking. But man, those Dune preludes written by his son are just fucking horrible, man. <laughs> like, anyways, I, dig- I did mean to digress there, but yeah, man. Oh, that's rough. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe my kids will listen one day. I look at that's how. I, again, not to sound pretentious, man, but like. And I have no fame, by the way, but I appreciate you say that. But I don't, you know, but like, um, what I what I'm just happy about is like I I could be creative and that people listen. That's like the best thing about like like doing all this shit is just like you know I I don't make any money from it, dude. Just having the motherfucker be like, I I listened to it, and I I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? And you're thinking, oh man, this person like, or when a person's like, I'm binging your stuff. I'm like, fuck, dude, this person's like binging my stuff like i binge tv shows you know with my <laughs> wife at night you know what i mean it's like it's this weird like feeling where like you know it's kind of ego but it's kind of like you know because i don't want to say like i don't create this for anyone's approval you know like well yeah you create because it's part of you but you also want to hear a motherfucker enjoy it you don't want to hear someone be like you suck dude why are you doing this you know so like it feels good to like hear it man and it's like this weird little dopamine hit anytime someone says that you know what i mean and it's so mm-hmm. funny because like being like how we are with our podcast you know, like we're not like, um, you know, we, we interact with our listeners and we have like a discord and, and we're not like personalities, you know, or like influencers or whatever, you know. So like I think like a lot of people like with like Twitch streams like LA by Night or Critical Role or, you know what I mean? Big ones like that. People feel like they're part of something. So they they get more interaction um, with their with their their viewer base where with a podcaster like we always joke, man, we're like surprised by our download numbers because like 
you know, like our listener base is usually quiet, but randomly you would just get a pop up like a mole. I'm paging your shit. Cool. And then go down. You know what I mean? Or someone will pop up. Like, I love this new episode. Cool. Yeah, and then you just pop down, you know? But it's like, it's, it's really awesome when it happens, man. So, yeah. It, it's the difference between being a podcaster or a Twitch streamer, I guess, you know? Yeah, I and guess. It sounds like that's not oh. something you're uh, you're looking to to do is be a, be a celebrity in the gaming world. You're just fine. Nah, dude. Right I'm fine where I'm at now, dude. I like, well, I mean, okay. I mean, let me, I wouldn't be completely honest. I just left it at that. Like, I, I'm a, I'm going to, this is just a clear, uh, honest moment. I, I like a lot of other people, I'm a prideful person. You know what I mean? And I have this weird, like two sides of me when it comes to like the podcasting. One is like, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks, but another is like, I want the respect that I think I'm due kind of thing. You know, I don't want to be a, like a celebrity. I don't want to be an influencer. I don't want to be like, you know, anything like that. I, hate, I like social media makes me anxious sometimes, dude. You know what I mean? Like I've <laughs> shut down my Twitter. I just have my Facebook. I don't like this, how, what it brings out of me sometimes. You know what I mean? I don't like what I see of people sometimes. But then there's another part of me is like, Hey, I put in work in this game. You know what I mean? I've put in five fucking years in this shit. You know, like I put in a lot of learning to edit constantly running stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like like we are due a little bit of respect, you know, for doing that. You know what I mean? By 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 people in the scene. Absolutely. Not, so this is weird. So this is weird conundrum. You know what I mean? I would be I'd be a I'd be a dishonest if I said like, hey, I don't want acknowledgement, you know? But I'd be honest when I say I don't want to be like a, a fame or celebrity or anything like that. I just want when someone's like, What's a good podcast? Boom, these motherfuckers, they've been around. And I think nowadays when with the content creating scene of World of Darkness. A lot of it's flash and not, you know what I mean? And not like, I don't want to say substance because they're substance, they have substance too. But a lot of it's like, oh, look at, look at them. They're bright and flashy. And people who've put in work who are doing good quality stuff maybe are at notice as much because they don't, they don't present themselves that way. You know? Yeah. yeah the, the I've talked about this a bunch of times where it's like a lot of the, the let's plays that are coming out or the, the actual plays. Uh, yeah. It starts with people wanting to be famous and the gaming is secondary to it yeah whereas a lot of the ones that have currently been around for a long time like yours it's it's always been about the gaming and any fame yep. or recognition that comes out of it is because of the quality of it not because you guys are engaged in what we refer to as the hustle which is what a lot of those yeah not a, oh yeah and and it, that's a thing i'm glad you said that i'm glad you fucking said that because that is a really fucking prevalent thing in the scene is the hustle now and a lot of people who consume actual play content don't know that they don't know that like a lot of these people like when v5 came out there are so many motherfuckers that came out of the woodwork like we're doing v5 ap's like where were you before you know what i mean like who are you <laughs> and the worst thing that pissed me off a lot was that the some of them name dropped my podcast to get look legitimate you know what i mean like they'd be in interviews and they'd like oh we just want to be like like da 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 and like Okay, but then they don't like give you a shout out when they, you know what I mean, on their social media. They just want to look legitimate, dude. It's a hustle. A lot of motherfuckers are trying to get paid, dude. That's a lot of people want to get paid with their hobby. I'm not faulting them for that, but that's not why we started. You know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. you know, we have a Patreon where it's like, give whatever you want. You know what I mean? And we don't put anything behind a fire. We get $32 a month. You know what I mean? We're not like, it's not to pay our hosting fees. And then we upgraded all of our mics. You know, we're, we're now we're like, damn what do we do with this like 32 dollars a month like well like we have like 100 bucks let's see if we can get advertising on something you know what i mean right but there's a lot of hustle to that and we, yeah there is and again i'm not faulting them like i'm not saying they're like bad people for doing that but that's just not my ride and the thing that annoys me is like i'll be honest if someone's like 
like, hey, I want to get paid for doing this. Like someone's like, okay, cool. And I have friends who do that. But there's motherfuckers who love to throw that term community around to hide the fact that they're trying to get paid by these people. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're a community. We're a big happy family. Community, 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 community. When they're trying to like get the dollar, you know what I mean? Trying to tug dollars from these people's wallets, you know, with that term. So anytime someone throws community around sometimes, I'm usually like really hesitant. I'm like, eh, okay, <laughs> what are you trying to get from me? You know what I mean? <laughs> we can be pals. We can be in the same atmosphere, but, you know, not living in a hippie commune, you know? Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like when we kind of came into this, I mean, I, me and Mike have kind of talked about this, how like, I don't think I ever want to get to the level of fame, like, you know, I, not that it's possible, but even if it was, I, I wouldn't want to be, I don't want to walk outside my house and have paparazzi flashing shit at me you know i never never wanted to aspire to that kind of level of fame but we've talked about it in the sense that i would love to go to gen con and for just have random person to come up to me and be like you're josh you do crossing darkness podcast or you run this game and i i love what you do you know and we've got a little bit of that from our running of of gen con events and that was some of the coolest stuff was after running a game with somebody at gen con that you've never known, you never hung out with them before, and then all of a sudden you run at them, run into them at a random bar at Gen Con, you know, after you're done playing, and all of a sudden you're you're hanging out and you're talking, um, and you just have like random events that kind of happen to you because you're a GM. Um, like one of my proudest moments was, uh, <laughs> you know, just running into a random person outside of a hotel and doing a GM of uh, just you look like a GM. Let's just, let's play a game here. I got a 20 sided dice. I was like, yeah, let's just make up a whole bunch of shit real quick here and, and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And you have a hard time making up scenes on the spot. If someone did that to me, I'd be like, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'd lose the dice in the gutter and fucking like make it awkward, man. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm great at seat of the pants running. I'm just not at, at the, 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 uh, descriptions, yeah. like the, the senses, like giving you that full immersion of where you're in and that I've oh I so aspire so aspire to what you do. Well, maybe our podcast can help you out. You know, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, Let's I'm see. definitely looking forward to getting a getting that mindset of the five senses, and I'm looking forward to actually going back and listening to your podcasts and like looking specifically for that to try and help with that kind of concept of how do I immerse people. <clears throat> if you into want one, scene. yeah. If you want, it's funny because I I didn't realize this until Tillman told me this. He always recommends for people who want to get like a idea of like what our vibe is, our tone is by um recommending our the Ghoul's Fatal Addiction uh, miniseries I ran called Servitude. It's only like six episodes. Um, so yeah, if you want to ch- like check that out, you know, like it's a short story. You know what I mean? It's kind of like so you don't have to listen to like thirty some episodes of like a major story or thing interview but that's something i'm really proud of where one where i kind of like um like took a lot of inspirations from shit i was reading at the time like um who's that dude who wrote american psycho man god damn it dude oh, um, sorry it's getting late here i can't remember his name i feel like i should know that i know i know i like god dang it dude uh anyways i took it i took inspiration from his like writing style and and like um especially that book for uh that game dude so i was able to like try to do a lot of the descriptions i he's a I, I've only read that book once. I'll never read that book again. I'll tell you what, if you haven't read American Psycho, uh, be very, very, very prepared uh, if you do read it. Oh. That um, It's very Brett fucked Ethan up. Ellis. Brett, yeah, Brett, yeah. Uh, Brett. I was looking at the chat and I was like, Terry's going to put it in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Terry says that you're going to become famous as soon as you do the mage. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> actual play. I'm going to become 
dude you know, oh yeah he's trying to be in that game you know yeah <laughs> jesus man yeah man like uh hey they got number time i'm only 43 bro you know what i mean <laughs> like i got it'll happen sooner or later man <clears throat> i would love to have gray hair and be doing this still you know I, i'm still looking forward to being 80 years old and being like yes i am the ancient storyteller that used to play in the 90s yes have a big pipe <laughs> the Narnies back when people sang about what was that Agua song? I can't remember <laughs> with those bad European techno music that everyone listened to, like Barbie Girl. Back when we had I a hate. screeching, yelling modem whenever we connected to the internet, <laughs> and when you were looking at poor Granifty, it would get to the boobs, and you would be happy, but then there would be a penis. Oh, Jesus. I've never experienced that, but I could tell that you've been scarred from it, man. So I understand. <laughs> I, I, back when you had to use your imagination a lot. Like, I saw a funny meme where they're talking about, like, phones. And they're like, phones before porn. And they had it where they were big, getting smaller. And then they said, and then there's a line in the middle that said, phones after porn. And the phones started getting bigger. <laughs> or, or after uh, phones after porn could be on them. And they started getting bigger <laughs> Like, yeah, that makes perfect fucking sense. On that note, <laughs> oh, awesome. Man. Well, um, I think we're we're quite deep into the the almost into about an hour yeah, and a half or so. Hours. Yeah, uh, so it's uh, probably about to kill me. <laughs> we'll start uh, wrapping this up here. Is there anything before we go though? Any uh, any current projects that you want to talk about or or shout outs that you want to give before we end this? <clears throat> I just want to shout out the T Twin Cities by Night gang. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM. Um, you, where you can see just like up-to-date information for us. You can also find us on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. Uh, we have a Discord where you can find the link on either of those. Uh, jump on in if you have questions. Uh, we all, all 10 of us are on there. Uh, currently what we got going on. So uh, currently on our lineup, we have uh, Monster Hearts 2, uh, Fuck Me, or fuck mary kill yeah fuck mary kill <laughs> uh which is ran by tillman and it has uh becca uh Jorin, and monica playing in it um they're a great duo they're a great group who did eclipse phase i think before asking if you guys listen in that good chemistry that they have all together um then we have our down darker call of cthulhu down darker trails missouri crossing story ran by craig with me monica and joaquin playing in it it uh it's tied to like the um we call like our stuff like Northern horror sometimes because it takes place like in North Dakota and Minnesota. And it's kind of like uh, tied into like uh, the vampire masquerade continuity. At least that's what Craig says. And going to be in the ultimate evil continuity because eventually the story is going to get to Bismarck, North Dakota. And then uh, we have uh, my Chronicles of Darkness, um, uh, uh, ultimate evil institutionalized story going on. that takes place in 1987 deals with, like the satanic panic. And then, uh, uh, then finally, um, it got my Vampire the Masquerade Eidolon, uh, Twin Cities by Night Eidolon story, which is a duet story where uh, uh, Adam plays a Giovanni in the Twin Cities by Night continuity. So check it out. We release every week. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, fuck yeah. <laughs> like that, yeah. yeah, yeah like, shoot uh, me, shoot me over those links. Um, and then I'll make sure to have that uh, as well on the podcast so people can. Uh, can just go straight to your stuff here and yeah looking forward to seeing you guys do more and really really hope that when gen con is is back in person that you eventually come to gen con and uh we, we, i i would love to play in one of your games like that would just be epic. oh man 
yeah no pressure no, I'm just <laughs> like, yeah. well i'll just drink too many pepsis and run down the street naked man That's, that probably happens already at gen con i'm sure though <laughs> it's not pepsi but yeah but <laughs> not pepsi yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right man well this was a pleasure and thank you everyone for watching i can't i didn't see the comments so uh but uh thank you uh i didn't uh, pull that stuff up so uh yeah hey, next time. appreciate everyone watching who watched yeah, thank you so much for being on the All show right. here. And uh, so I'm just going to give a couple of shout outs here real quick for the ending is uh, definitely check out the Twin Cities podcast. Uh, really great uh, uh, actual plays that you can check out. Um, really well edited. Um, we aspire to get to that level of editing um, if we ever edit ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, definitely check out uh, Midnight Express podcast. Um, they really got me into wanting to do podcasts after I came onto their show um really great, great podcast god damn i love those guys were you on that you're on yeah. that? oh man yeah, I talked dude. about that my... aussie voice talking about <laughs> yeah we talked about our uh, madison under siege campaign the uh running at gen con um the crazy 40 table or 40 person four table at gen con event that we ran so i talked to him about that it was really awesome i think i think it was on there twice i think can, can I just say one thing about that podcast? When I before I even ran Twin Cities by Night, when I was getting back into Vampire, he's one of the reasons, one of the few podcasts that made me want to like run something. And uh, big shout outs to him. I never told him that. So love that podcast, man. Listen, awesome. to got my fire lit for Vampire. Yeah, he just it's it's so well done. I just I, I love it. <laughs> His voice is also yeah. he's got an enchanting voice. I feel so. Yeah. One of those like cultured voices I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, definitely check out uh, Utility Muffin Labs. They have some really great podcasts um, that they're putting out right now. Um, also check out the World of uh, Dark Ages podcast and Mage the Podcast. Some really great podcasts out there um, for you to check out. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you enjoy what and we're Mage doing here, go ahead, like, follow the, um, us on our podcast. They're on Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Instagram is just a bunch of my cats. That's uh, if you like cat pics. Um, I'm watching two two kitten or two cats cuddle with each other. Whenever I catch them cuddling, I'm like, okay, you're going on Instagram. You're gonna help pay the rent one day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, awesome, yeah. Uh, so yeah, check us out. Uh, and don't forget to tune into our Mage the Ascension game Technogate on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time on Twitch at twitch.tv slash golden age stories and remember that's golden spelled g-u-l-d-a-n awesome man, you, <laughs> you got you guys got badass radio voices man <laughs> we have been complimented on that i love i love every time i hear that i'm like ah maybe yeah. i should have gotten I always wanted to get into voice acting but uh you sound like patience. the co-host of Mage the Podcast, the guy who hosts with Terry. I can't remember his fucking name. Oh, I can't remember his name. Adam. You sound a lot like him. Adam, that's what it Adam is. is. Adam's the radio guy, yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah, well. Yeah, fun times. Oh, he, he put it in the chat. Adam, thank you. <laughs> Executive produced by Terry. <laughs> um, and what are we, what are we, we doing? We have Terry in the chat every, every Sunday night. That's nice. Oh, my so. God. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, gents. Well, I got to get going here. So uh, it was nice talking to you guys. And uh, let's do this again sometime, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you all. Thank you all for watching. And uh, you guys have a great night. Hell, Satan. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs>